0: Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. And we're here with former, potentially future, Mayor of New Bedford, Scott Lang. Or even maybe a U.S. Senator. Maybe even a U.S. Senator.
2: How about, how about I go to the office each day and work hard? How about-
1: <laughs> I think no matter what you're going to do. The corner that. office? So, Scott and I were just talking in the break. <laughs> um, we, we do want to... I and mean, we've got calls on the line. We do want to share a few moments though before we go to the callers. Um, we lost a real great New Bedford citizen uh, this this uh, this week, uh, Peter Barney, and uh, Scott has a lot of reflection. Of course, folks here in the audience knew Peter because uh, he was a real contributor to this radio station, um, and, and to so many things in the city of New Bedford. And my my heart, my nose, uh, goes out to his wife and family. Um, just a really really good man. Uh, but Scott, if you want to have have a moment or two,
2: sure. I I would just like to first I want to. Send my condolences to Joan and Jamerson, his son, Joan, his his wife, who I I know well. And uh, I don't know that anyone expected this other than perhaps the immediate family, some close friends. I certainly didn't. I knew he was sick, but I never thought in a million years that Peter was at that, you know, at at that juncture where his life was at stake. But... um, a one of a kind He was, and, and I relied on him greatly when I was mayor of the city of New Bedford he was down in the assessor's office and knew more about the finances of the city assessments appraisals home sales business sales uh, street on the uh, feet on the ground as far as street day-to-day politics went right and I made a point of once a week for an hour meeting with him up in the mayor's office where I'd call him in and it would be you know a soda or something and say peter tell me everything i need to be thinking about tell me everything i need to be thinking about right and uh halfway through the discussion i realized i will never be able to keep up with peter barney right he knows far yeah. more than
1: any you know any person normally would tremendous institutional loss of knowledge right absolutely i mean, I mean he knew things that it wouldn't have mattered if we wrote him down right yeah he, he did, you're not going to be able to replace that mind that, that person it, or that mind it um really is a major
0: regular caller into the station yes phil uh Phil would often have him on I think yeah and, and I, I know on you, the round table or something yes. yeah 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 the k- uh, kitchen cabinet but yeah. I will also yes. tell you that Peter was always
1: listening and when I had my morning show if I was way out on the limb on something right you he would call me, and I would take the call off the air, and he'd just tell me exactly what what was going on, and then I would be able, I wouldn't give him any credit. I'd come back and act like I knew what I was talking <laughs> what about. We, we, I what you are you going to do he, now? He shoved you off the <laughs> ledge. Right, yeah. right. yeah. What am I going to do now? Right, right. What am I going to do now? Yeah. So the the great thing about Peter,
2: though, is also he, uh, talk about trains. He was a a real train enthusiast expert, but also. Yes model trains which is very interesting and then and then also had a tremendous number of hobbies He's involved with the wamsetta club involved with the, the center for sustainable fishery as the treasurer um i never met anyone who didn't like peter didn't respect him, right. and didn't seek out his advice and it's going to be it is it is again uh, one by one we're losing people in the city who have been the pillars of our community or of our government yeah. and that's something we do need to uh, uh, figure out a way to backfill with, you know, with people who are willing to get involved and really become experts.
0: So 508-996-0500, if you have a question for Mayor Lang. Good evening, you're live.
3: Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, uh, I, I, I'm i so sorry to hear about Peter Bonnie. I'm hearing it for the first time as I'm listening. Oh. My um, condolences to his family. I used to listen to him on a kitchen cabinet. Quite yeah, a yes, instance. good
0: guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, really, really good guy uh mr mayor i have a question for you i I brought this question up the other night in the debate but i very much value your opinion as a former mayor of the city in new Bedford, of i believe a hundred thousand people or plus um i i think of you as someone who worked in the private sector my whole life i think of you as a ceo uh, of the city in new Bedford when you were mayor my question to you And again, I brought this question up. Do you believe the Biden administration has operational control of the United States southern border? And I bring this up because I don't believe we do have control of it. And putting illegal immigration aside, putting that completely aside, what bothers me the most is the drugs that are being run across our border by the cartels. I'm not convinced that. The custom border patrols who do a yeoman's job uh, have control of the border. Quite the opposite. I'm thinking the cartels are around the border. So I, I'm very curious about your uh, so, opinion on that, Mr. Mann. I'll hang up. So Thanks. I
2: can only give you an opinion. I can't give you an expert opinion because I haven't been down there, and I'm certainly not on a day-to-day basis uh, following it. I only know what I see and read. My answer is I don't think they have operational control of the southern border. I also am not sure when the last time we had it, quite frankly, I'm not sure when the last time we had it. I'm not sure when the last time we admitted we didn't have it and people didn't worry about it, okay, which is something that's interesting because there was a period of time not not that long ago where we expected the fact that people went back and forth for uh, labor reasons. But I do think it's, I mean, I don't think that it's an overstatement to say if you don't control your borders, you lose security within your country. And that's everything from drugs to people working uh, uh, against, you know, your your communities as far as uh, other law enforcement issues, as far as uh, work. Um, There's a number of reasons why you want to know who's in your country. You want to know how they get in. And you want to make sure that you're building a solid base of immigrants coming in the country uh, for all the right purposes. So operational control is uh, is something I'm not. I also can tell you, I'm not quite sure how you get it, but I know that the way it is set up now, you you don't have it.
0: 508-996-0500. Good evening.
4: I um, I like the mayor's answer on the uh, border, first of all, which wasn't why I called. But he made some good points there, and I think most people agree with that. Um, Why I called was about, you know, the train that's coming, whether people like it or not. Apparently, it's on its way. Um, I haven't really heard anybody ask or I haven't heard uh, the answer to whether or not the people in the immediate vicinity are going to be hearing a lot of, you know, more noise from the train when it goes you know, basically through their neighborhood. And also the, um, I haven't heard anything about safety issues considering I know I hear a lot about the train, uh, the uh, bus station downtown, and I don't know whether the same cast of characters will be hanging at the train station or if it's different. you know, or if it would be different for, um, you know, the neighborhood. So I wonder what you think
2: about that so, I think those are two great or three great questions and i and I'm gonna try and answer them again as a, a, opinion based rather than giving you some sort of dispositive answers okay. uh The train goes by i mean the train goes by point to point when it's coming towards you, you may hear a whistle you may hear uh uh the you know the the tracks uh rattling. And then you'll hear the Doppler effect as it goes by. So it's going to be like ding, 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 right? And every every great movie has that that noise in it, right? <laughs> right. But the point is yeah. that for a period of time, if it's going by your house, you're going to know the train's there. Now, I'm going to give you a quick a- example which which isn't going to help. But uh, I'm not telling you the train. It's not like a Tesla going down the street. You're going to hear the train. Uh, I don't think it'll be annoying. I don't think it'll be running uh, you know, on a continuous basis, where every five minutes you're going to hear the train. Number right. one. Number two. Um, I'm not. I've, I also. I've already said the the word quibble is when the duck fell out. I'm not going to say <laughs> quaint. But <laughs> a, the sound of a train, as long as it's not the screeching type of uh, noise that you would hear if there's an issue in some way, I think you'll get you'll get very very used to used to that's my opinion and the reason i say that is because one of my kids just moved to a place called Matuchin New Jersey now until he moved there i never knew there was that such was a place that was mentioned
0: in in Soprano before the guy got whacked hey why don't you go to matuchin remember the, that's the, right. the the guy walked in uh, w- uh, the 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 big guy. He walked in. He was making fun of Vito because right. Vito had just gotten whacked for for um, for being gay. Yes. And he walked in. He made jokes about it. And then and then Sil goes, "Hey, why don't you go pick up your daughter in Matuchin? Right. That's and, true. And he wouldn't he wouldn't go to Matuchin and and then he got whacked and he got killed. That's got the
2: only reason I come on this show. That is <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> to hear this stuff. But the other thing is that my one of my kids also did a movie with a guy who played the. Gay man in Sopranos. Really? Oh, yeah, and, he, and he was a great guy. And, and uh, the name of that movie is called The Fuzz. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to plug movies. I think he would get a residual though if you watched it. But I just. Okay. I just want to tell <laughs> you. Fully noted. So the anyways, Fuzz. Yeah, the Fuzz. Right. It's it's a very funny little interesting movie. Having and and you know who's in it is the girl Rachel. Uh, who was on my crazy uh, boyfriend or something, my crazy girlfriend, Rachel Bloom. Oh, really? Who now has bi- bi- uh, popped, you know, as yes. a big star. So w- you might want to watch that. But it, th- that's got nothing to do with anything except let's get back to the train <laughs> Your order. son lives in Metuchen. So my fun, yeah, yeah. Th- th- you know what? Thank you, Marcus. Because that would be the second time I'd be sitting here saying, what am I doing here? <laughs> so my son lives in Metuchen. I went to visit him for a couple of days and then gig. Spent my wife gig spent a uh, considerable time there. They live from the radio station to Pub ninety nine from uh, the railroad tracks. Okay, so that's close. And right. And New Jersey, uh, New Jersey Transit and Amtrak use have the have the railroad tracks right next to each other. Uh, when the seller uh, goes by, you just hear whoosh. Okay. When the New Jersey transit goes by, it's the greatest thing in the world because for about 30 seconds you hear it coming and then for 30 seconds you hear it go away. And it knocks you out of bed, okay? It's the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And then my other kid...
4: Knocks you out of bed, it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, well,
2: I mean, because it's civilization. You know things are alive. You (laughs) know what's happening. You know they're on their way to New York City or every stop in between, right? Right. You know they're on their way from New York City down to D.C. or every stop in between. It's civilization. It's life. But here's the the great thing about it. Uh, When my other kid went out to a place called Richmond, Indiana, which is where... A small college in, oh, Er, Earlham. Earlham is located. The small college Earlham. You can look this up. Their nickname, their mascot is the Fighting Quakers. The Fighting Quakers. It's the best. And they've got a Quaker, you know, with a hat on, with his fists up. Nice. Let's go, yeah. So when he went out to Richmond, he lived in a double-wide right up against the railroad tracks. Okay. And only freight trains went by. And he said the first three days... Freight trains came rumbling by. He would hop up in bed and like be saying, what the heck's happening? The place was, was literally shaking. None of this is going to happen in New Bedford, right. town or anywhere else. After the third or fourth day, he said basically it put him to sleep. So you get used to it. And I, and I think there's noise. There's noise with tractor trailers. There's noise with cars. There's noise with lawnmowers. There's noise with leaf blowers. There's noise with snow blowers. Anything you can name. I have a big clock in my office. People say... How can you work with that clock? I say, what clock? <laughs> right? Because after a few now, days, it comes by. I do know how by. you can
4: get used to certain things, but I just find that the um, far north end has a lot more things to get used to. With you've got the plane, you know, you've got the airport, right? You've got the train, you've got the. You know, industrial park with you know heavy duty trucks flying in and out all day. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, the other side of the neighborhood's going to have this noise. It's a lot of different types of noise, but I didn't know how frequently the train is going to be up and down the tracks, how many times a day. So I think it's four it's times
1: the up and back yeah. in the morning, four times up and back in the in the evening, and maybe some and intermittent. And a couple, train.
2: Yeah, a couple of times during the day. I think yeah. it's about ten to twelve trains. I also want to say this, so. I, I let's talk about the airport that you brought up. When I first was elected, they were talking about making that a freight airport, which I, I think was just on the drawing board. I don't think they ever had I don't think it was ever killed. okay but it was on the drawing board they were going to put a gigantic extension. It was going to be go on a, a bridge over the back of the airport. I remember that. that and they FedEx
1: to, had an interest, maybe. Y- yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe kick the tires. But, but the interesting, I never saw a report that said anyone was coming. But okay. they were going to build this in anticipation of someone coming. Oh, okay. And the other thing they were building for is anticipation that if the space shuttle ever skipped <laughs> in the atmosphere, it would have an opportunity to land in the beautiful, right? <laughs> so... So the answer to this was I had neighborhood <laughs> meetings, and you may have come to them, uh, uh, ma'am. You, know, you may have come to mm-hmm. them. And people came up and said, have you ever been near, like, uh, Logan or oh. Kennedy Airport or even now Green? We can't have this in New Bedford. And I said, you're exactly right. We right. will destroy the city. So okay. noise like that, I would say, that's not uh, in the sake of the, the future of progress. That will denigrate our, our, you know, basically our life uh you know the style of life in our area can uh you know it, it's not something that's positive the train i think is it could some people may come in and say it's a nuisance i hear it every time it goes by it drives me nuts uh, on the other hand i think after a period of time people will say i i don't even know it came by unless i'm listening for it
4: right and then how about the safety issue with you know great i i, I don't hang around the train uh the bus station down I don't believe you I think you do it.
1: I think you do hang around okay, down I you
4: got me. <laughs> <laughs> and I want
1: to know if all my friends <laughs> are gonna move uh, with me up so <laughs> so the, the, look the, the
2: safety on a train is extremely important because it's a uh, it's a route uh, my understanding is an offline of the route is going to be or you know the train route is going to be fenced uh, I also think that uh, uh, the crossings going to be extremely uh, you know monitored they're, they're going to be sounded they're going to have crossing uh, guard uh, gates things like that um, but there's no way around the train if you're sitting on the tracks train is extremely dangerous right. you can't stop and it's too heavy to go and say gee I'm shaking that one off okay I mean the train is 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 something that safety is important now as far as the station goes the station the the bus station downtown is is uh a I can't say anything about it. I, I understand Your what you're saying. right there. Yeah. And, what, and what I would do, I would hang out the window and say, knock it off. Right. And they'd say, I'm sorry, and they would knock it off. But what I'm also telling you, that it's gotten out of hand yes. at this point. If I re- leaned out and said, knock it off, they'd say, come down and make me, right? <laughs> right. But what I right. want to tell you is that the train station, the way you start it is the way it goes. So you need to make sure that that train station is safe. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good and
1: point, Scott. Who's going to
4: be making sure. That, that, that's what my question is. Is who is going to be making sure that it doesn't become... You know,
2: just
0: an area. Oh, so, so the
4: way you're saying, but nobody's
0: going to be able right. to get tossed onto the track. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, no. Well, what if there's I'm a not. robber baron well, I mean, that ties, yeah. ties don't the dam <laughs> No one, don't. <laughs>
2: the idea, let me just Popeye say Popeye will help. The idea that someone gets tossed on the tracks is a completely different issue. And I don't, uh, God forbid that ever happens. I know it's happening. It's happening quite a bit. in New York. Yeah, New York quite a bit. But, but I can tell you this, that, that you have transit police, you have our police, you have state police. You set a tone early that, that we expect this to be a respectful place, and you make sure that you f- follow up on it. I think you won't have that problem. Th-
0: thanks for the call. We're going to have to take a break. I, I see the calls on the line. Um, and if you're on the line, stay on the line. You can talk to Mayor Lang right after this break. 508-996-0500. We're here with Mayor Lang. Uh, I'm Marcus Farrow. He's Chris McCarthy. Sorry, I, I, told, I took your intro.
1: No, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> Folks, uh, we're happy to have you call 508 99 605 and we're going right back to the phones. Good evening.
5: Hey guys, hey. how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah, I think I have a little bit of common sense here. There's no reason to get rid of that bridge. We all hate that bridge. I tie myself around that bridge all the time. Why not make the boats wait and have them go out at designated times because there's more cars than boats?
1: I think it's federal law, but I'm, Scott could probably answer that. Better than I can. That's
2: what I thought. So so I'm going to say two things on that. Okay, Um, but... You have to open at certain times, but more importantly, we are outgrowing the size of the bridge. Right. Because of the type of boats they want to bring into the north end. Plus, the fishing boats, which used to basically be located south of the bridge, now are being pushed north of the bridge, which is another... uh, program another day right but it's Correct. a problem from that perspective I,
5: have, I, I also have I also have another proposal okay and that is building a span such as the bond of Braga from County to Main Street widening that channel and having a causeway where the old say, even highway was underneath that bridge go into like Kyle's Catch up in there yep. uh deepening that channel deepening the harbor so now you can can get those people shipped uh, uh, over because because I'll tell you if we get another bridge, people are going to be pissed off again because they're going to wait. People don't want to wait anymore.
2: So so, so yeah, I think that's very interesting. I also yes. want to tell you that there there is a uh, a schematic of that from okay. uh, Congressman Frank's uh, study, which which was yes, done sir. through through the Department of Transportation. There is a schematic I, that shows. I, I, your idea is a very, very interesting one, and they had actually run that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, at one I, point. You should that. look at that. Yeah.
5: yeah. I, I'm aware of that, um, because I've, I've been to a lot of uh, political functions before, and I've talked. And, um, and to the a Frank, uh, to Bonnie family, my condolences are out there. I didn't know, um,
2: Peter Barney passed away. Oh, uh, you know, I, every, it's a real loss. Month, I, That's a terrible yeah. thing. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. Any any caller yeah. that that knows Peter, please feel free to to send your condolences. Yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. important. I think.
5: Yeah, it, my hat broke when I heard that. Gee,
1: I didn't
2: know he was sick or anything. I just was it was it sudden? Uh, yeah, over a, a period of time. Uh, but I it yeah. caught me completely by surprise. Caught it it me by like surprise. A, he
1: was only 73 years old. Right, it hit me like a sledgehammer. Yeah.
2: Actually, it right. didn't make any sense. saw it the other night and said that's not something I expected at all. We have a write-up on him in
0: WBSM.com. Yeah, check
1: it out.
0: You guys have a good night. I I, I do want to say it's an interesting point. Um, The economy is outgrowing the infrastructure. That's happening in Boston, too. They're saying... The life sciences industry is growing faster than what their, like, transportation infrastructure can handle at the moment. It seems like that's that's happening here with the fishing industry. So, really interesting, uh, interesting stuff. 508-996-0500. Good evening.
6: Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. All right. Hey, uh, hello to all of you. Um, I'm 71 years old. Going to be 72. That's
2: nothing. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, my grandfather worked down at the uh, the old train station, and he used to take me down there when I was a kid. And it was a beautiful station down there. And of course, we had trains, you know, you could go to Boston, of course.
1: You know? Yes.
6: Okay. And uh, also, uh, when I was young, uh, my father worked in New York. And he used to go to the New Bedford Airport and take a plane to New York. PBA. And that's in the 60s.
2: Yep. And. Uh, so that could have been the yellow bird also. I mean, it's oh, right,
6: like. Right, that's right. So no, yeah. no, no. This is uh, uh, like a, uh, Eastern, maybe. It was yeah, a DC.
2: It was a prop. Yeah, DC-10. So PBA at one there point was go. was right, doing right. as many takeoffs here as like O'Hare at That's a certain crazy. point. Insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah
6: right. but it was uh, you know he could go to New York. Right. I can't do that now, and so, I can't even do that down at the train station but, because but, there is one.
2: You'll be able but to. You'll be able to my, do that. My, I think.
6: My uh, point is, we should have kept everything. Why did we get rid of it?
2: So so, and, and then people also say, "Why the heck did we get rid of the trolleys?" I mean, what, what are we thinking about? But let me just say one thing that's really important. I Go think ahead. and fun. Uh, a few years ago, I was on uh, the radio, and I, I I I don't know whether who the producer was, but I think I was covering a morning one day something okay. for the fun of it, and I said, "Why don't we talk about auto dealerships that were in New Bedford?" And everybody who remembers an auto dealership call in. And it spilled over. Were, the, the phone blew up. Those are great if, shows. If we said, uh, whenever the fellows would want, everybody call in and give me your your uh, memory of the train when it came out of New Bedford. Everyone would have a great, unique story about the train. Like You said, Chris, before your mom and dad met on the train. Right. Um, and and everyone would then say,
1: why the heck did we? Lose Which may the train, impact right? people voting on the train. They may go, wait, that's where he came from. <laughs> right, vote <laughs> right. no. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. Forget forget this thing was trains
0: uh, equal Trump. <laughs> right. With yeah. the McCarthy. Th- th- yeah, so
2: you're right. And then the other thing with the with the airport. I mean, when I, I've I have flown from New Bedford on I believe PBA uh, to New York City. You know, back in the early '80s, I think, or okay, mid '80s. Okay, it mid-80s.
6: was a pot. You know, uh yeah
2: and it was and
1: yeah. i think i took a dc3 i and it think was it was a, a good
6: uh, yeah
2: a dc3 so
1: they used yeah. to be federally subsidized those routes absolutely they ended the had federal subsidies them. right you, you had to, to make have them work yeah before
2: deregulation right the cab at that point said no or the cab said at that point uh uh we're gonna let the market draw this stuff right. and when the market uh forced it then different airport routes shut down the other thing is though because the guy's like Chris on McCarthy. On. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right, right.
2: <laughs> it was the Koch brothers. Yeah, then right. Then what happened it's was... actually Ted Kennedy, really. People, yeah. People, oh, yeah, That's no, true. Phil Bakes. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, Ted Kennedy. Did good, it. A good friend of mine was, yeah. was head of the uh, CAB, C- Civil Aeronautics Board, and was drafted the legislation. Uh, it, it, that didn't work out very well for hubs like New Bedford. In addition, then people tried to graft it People tried to graft <laughs> it onto uh, the mail service. But it's oh, awful right. hard to but argue that New Bedford needs a, a plane because of mail service when you have Providence, you have Boston, uh, right in this general area. So, But if you go out west, you go out in the Midwest, an awful lot of the smaller airports are still subsidized by the mail service. Yeah. But you're right. That's a great question. Why did it Why did it all change? And exactly. really is the a- end of the federal service. That, that yeah. was my point.
6: I mean, we were so much better than than we are now.
0: Thanks for the call, Hey, man, that, that was a great call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so uh, I was thinking for the boats thing. What about a catapult? <laughs> <laughs> Launch the boat over the bridge. <laughs> H- Hagar the Horrible. Hey <laughs> a great comic, Hagar Aim for the for somewhere like past yeah. Fort Tabor, right? right? But you know who... Uh, Ken Pittman
2: was was an advanced thinker like that also Marcus he used to when it would, snow out, would think of that yes. yeah when it would snow out, Ken would say why can't we have a uh, a snow that is like a flamethrower yes and that way the snow would just
0: simply melt. That sounds like a Ken Pittman conception It's pretty cool too. It is cool I right think on. he
2: I think he patented it
0: yeah. <laughs> He used it once yeah. Just once <laughs> right, right. Just once 5089960500 Good evening.
7: Yeah, I guess guess it's me, right? Yes, sir. It is. Okay. Yeah, it's really good with you guys at night. You know, this is my first time calling in at night. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. You're talking a little bit about the bridge. Yeah. Uh, That bridge is, uh, I don't know, it's so controversial, it's amazing. I remember years ago when they took it apart and they replaced it. We all survived. Can you imagine? We didn't have the bridge, but we survived. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I was thinking if they ever do decide on some kind of a design and they have to replace that bridge, an idea could be to take that bridge if we could get it from the state. I don't know how it's all set up. But use it as an access to Palmers Island on this side of the hurricane dike, where it would be protected during hurricanes and all that, and we'd still have our beautiful bridge. But we'd also have access to Palmers Island at high tide.
2: What do you think, Scott? So, so the, one of the reasons we replaced the bridge is because the obstacle that the bridge, the, the bridge creates. So.
1: This would create uh, an additional obstacle.
2: Well, it might. You know, it, interestingly, it might not. If you went from the... If you went from the... What you're saying is put the bridge where the where the uh, boardwalk is and run it from the boardwalk out to Palmer's Island Light. And it would... I mean, the bridge isn't that long. It was 100... And- no,
7: no, no. I don't mean to Palmer's Island Light. I mean from the uh, southern part of Palmer's Island, the southern portion, which is on the opposite end of where the lighthouse is, that would be the shallow end from the north side of the Hurricane Dike and run it from the north side of the Hurricane Dike where you have sort of a semi-road to begin with where the Hurricane Dike is. So you'd run it from that point to to the northern end, I mean the southern end of Palmer's Island and you know, so would so probably be able to make it. I don't know what the distance is, but it'd be a lot shorter than running the bridge from from the dike to the to, to the lighthouse. So are you, you are you I'm saying?
2: Yeah, so are you saying it'd be functional and it would be decorative? Is that what you're basically saying?
7: Well, I'm saying that it would be an access to Palmer's Island, and you could probably do some kind of a development on Palmer's Island. If you've been on that island, I imagine you have. Yes. Uh, and and you know that it's just sitting there doing nothing, and you can only access it at low tide. It's dependent on if you want to get your ankles wet. Right. Well, I mean, it would be, you know, it's just an idea to throw out. It's a good note I mean, There's, there's it's no it's bad ideas ever. Scrap.
2: There, there yeah. are no bad... When I... When I uh... After I got elected, we ran something called the Great Ideas Tour, which That's was right. a lot of fun. I and was we there. Were, right? We <laughs> went all through the city, and you, you would have been called on. You would have gotten up and given this, That's this idea. That's going to be the name said, of the segment when you come on the, the Great, the great Ideas. Ideas
0: Tour
1: with no, that, Scott Lang. There was a light bulb. It was great.
2: Yeah, the, these, the yeah the logo was was a light bulb with a... Lightning bolt going through it. It was and great. It said the great ideas to her, and we gave out T-shirts all
1: over schools, oh, yeah, schools. It was fun in schools. The place was. got jammed with people. It's awesome.
2: People so. were so enthusiastic for your administration. They really were. Oh, it was great. And I, I would sit there, and I, I wouldn't talk. I'd just take notes. Right. You know. And and one of the notes I said was don't go on BSM 10 years after you left office.
1: I'm, I'm not sure how I lost that note. How did I lose that note? I ripped it up. Right, yeah.
2: But it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and that would fit right in, yes. that kind of idea where people would get, take it down. People in the city would look at it and say, you know, that may – I mean, because they'll scrap the bridge if we don't come up with a, a
0: solution as to where it goes. Hey, hey! thanks for the call, man. we got to take this break. We appreciate it. You got a first time caller on. All right, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. We're taking your calls. New Bedford's News Talk Station. What are we going to talk about?
1: I think, is there anybody left to look? Right, no, now.
0: 508 996
1: 0500.
0: They can wait.
1: So, Scott, you. Um, you played a major role in the primaries here in the campaign. We've got, we're have got we coming down to the general election. Tomorrow is early voting. You can I've vote. made a plan.
0: What are you going to do? To vote. I'm going to go vote. So actually, I'm going to breakfast with my mother. Okay. We're going to vote. Then we're going to go to some, uh, to go, go to some uh, antique stores. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah. So, nice. so we've made a plan to vote. Great.
1: <laughs> so, um, so it's a
2: destination. That's very interesting, okay, to plan around your, your day around voting yeah. early. Yeah. So you don't have to think twice and have the pressure of Election Day. That That's very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, because what we used to do is um, on, like, uh, like, big Election Days, like the presidential election I remember when I was younger, I was 11 at the time, but going to the 2000 election to go with her to vote right. for, for Al Gore, that didn't work out. But so, um, we made it a thing on Election Day. Now with early voting, we, we've tried to make it a thing again. This is an important lesson. So my family voted. So I can remember going to vote.
1: In the 1980 election, I can remember the Proposition Two and a Half ballot question. My Mm -hmm. parents were involved in that. Uh, They were on the wrong side. But anyway, the, um, I can remember going with my parents to vote. Scott, I'm sure you have similar stories. Your kids remember you as an elected official. I remember my dad running for office. It's so important. If your family votes, you're gonna vote. Right. So make that a, a thing as well. Yeah. Do like what Bring Marcus is family go you know, to vote. My mom a, as brought a me to, uh, right. As
0: early as two thousand, my mom brought me to the polls. I remember that we used to go we used to go out to eat. We did it in uh I think we did it in 04. we did it we definitely did in 08, because O eight was the first year I was able to vote. Right. I was excited. I went to go vote for uh, went to go vote for Obama. That one did work out. And then uh in twenty twelve and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, no, th- I think it's, make an event out of it because it's, it's, it's fun. It's if, cool. If your family doesn't vote,
1: if you're not brought up in a tradition of voting, you're less likely to vote. That, yeah. that, that, that's just a reality. So
0: bring your kids. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. You bring your kids and, and, uh, there's a lot of pride and in
0: kid, voting.
2: There's yeah. an awful lot of pride and, and it. Go. It directly reflects to the
1: kids. You're you a know? better person if you vote. And you notice how <laughs> Marcus said, Marcus said, not, and then no. we went out to eat, right? Yeah. Do like my mother used to do. She'd take me to Dr. Downey. Afterwards, I get to go to Friendlies, right? I mean, <laughs>
0: give, him, give the kid a little ice cream after well, they go well, vote. Let's take this break now so we can finish out the R-Strong. Here's what's happening this week on... What were you saying? We were uh, reminiscing uh, off the air about
1: uh, Brennicky Pies. Brennicky Pies. Yeah. the um, A lot of great old New Bedford companies that used to be around yeah. that, aren't, that aren't here anymore. But, um, the um, yeah, Evan Russo's father worked there. Um they were a tradition here in New Bedford. Uh, 508-996-0500, as was Evan for a period of time here at WBSM. Another person who shed that mortal coil, but uh, you but know, not forgotten.
0: Mayor Lang, we do appreciate you coming on here. Um, we know how it's always good when local elected officials understand the importance of local media, you know, like this show down here, or like uh, South coast matters, that great TV show with Paula tendre up in Taunton. That's a good one too. The cable access shows. It's all, it's, it's very, it's, it's very good. I mean, this is a direct line to the people of your community. It's, um. it's a really important Scott. Did you bring a comic?
1: Well oh, you didn't No, I, Actually I did, but I brought something else that I thought I would, He's not leaving
2: until he does a comic. Uh, You've got to do the comic, yeah. yeah so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple of quick things here. I saw something the other day that I thought was very interesting, and I wanted to... This is modern now. I I photographed them rather than bring them it's, in. It's
0: three, there's less than three minutes. All right, so I,
2: I've got... This is only going to take 45 minutes. We're all set. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just give you some interesting things that I have uh, collected in every time... Uh, Chris says, are, "Are you still collecting these things?" So I want to read a uh, a statement that I saw the other day that I thought was really great. Uh, uh, James McDevitt was a uh, the second group of astronauts that uh, were selected after the initial seven, and there was another pack, I believe, of seven more. Okay. they did the Gemini uh, space space flights. For anyone listening who doesn't understand NASA and how it all developed, it was so exciting. Sure. It's, uh, the Wright brothers of, of our, you know, youth. And um, McDevitt died, I think, at 93 this week. And okay. he, was, he was on some moon flights, a highly, highly uh, respected test pilot. And here's what they, uh, they said in his, uh, in his obituary. For all the celebrity status accorded astronauts in the early years of space flight, McDevitt had figuratively been brought down to Earth by his own children. Just after the public announcement that he had been chosen for Gemini 4, he gathered his children together. He had three at the time at the breakfast table one Saturday morning. As he recounted it, I said to the kids, Kids, I'm going to tell you something really important. I'm going to fly in space soon. His older children said they had already heard about it (laughs) in school. His son, Patrick, four at the time, had some news of his own to report after his dad made this announcement. Guess what, he said. There's a bug in the milk bottle on the front porch. (laughs) So I thought that was a great, great obituary. Now I want to read another thing very quickly here that I think sums up everything very well. Frank Layden was uh, the coach, guy I knew in basketball in the NBA. He's the coach of uh, the Utah Jazz. And um, he said the following one time about a player. Frank Layden, the coach, said, I told him, son, what is it with you? Is it ignorance or apathy? The player said to me, Coach, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's That's that does good. sum up everything. It does. Now, I do have we, a couple of cartoons. We're going to take a break first. We have to take a break. Yeah, yeah. Take a break.
1: <laughs> All right.